Welcome to Snack Circle. I'm Jordan. And I'm Marin. Grab yourself a snack and let's hang out. Hey guys. Jordan, hello. We're back. No, we're back. We're at it again. Back to the pod. Um, on a new day. We're releasing on Wednesdays now. Because we realized that we were not making it on Monday. Like it wasn't happening for us. And we are the, the bosses of this. So we can change the day. <laughs> we're in charge. We're the captains now. We're the CEO. Yeah, I think right from a weekend into having these things uploaded. And I don't know if y'all have noticed this isn't like a professional grade podcast. You know, just two girlies hanging out. And we, not a lazy podcast. We are no. not lazy, no. but you know, we're just, we're busy. So we, we, we are working women. Yeah. Anywho, how has school been going? Tell us about school. You know what? It's been really good. I'm actually having like a really nice time. Um, I think while we have a really good group of kids, I love my little co-teachers. We go out. They're precious. Like, I think I've said before, like we it's like an open concept kindergarten wing so there's not doors on our classroom so we can like go in and out really easily and it's so fun but also I'm like for everyone who's not never taught kindergarten at the beginning it is so hard and they they literally do not know one single thing about how to like be in a, a room you know or like be with that many other kids or listen to adults that they don't know so that is always hard and we are really limping through but you know September's coming we also like get paid September 1st for the first time and like I've been working since July but they're not paying us on September 1st yeah so let me tell you September could not come here soon enough like we are literally we've been crossing our fingers for September for so long um, and it's almost here. Like this is it. So things have been going good. Things are are good. I think it's gonna be a really good year. But yeah. So the these kids, like I just imagine a bunch of Paxtons running around. Like when Paxton gets like in a new environment around other kids, he's just sprinting. Like he's his arms are everywhere. Like he <laughs> just was like like cannot breathe like he's so excited he has to touch everything he has to name everything he sees like I just imagine like 25 Paxons just like stoked that they get to be around other little children their own age and there's colors on the wall and they have a little seat that's all their own and it's just I'm sure it's pure chaos it's literally chaos it's like very much like one of two cams like they're either like so hype or they're like this is my nightmare and it's like there is no in between, and and also not one child is easier than the other. Like whether it's a this is my nightmare kid or this is my dream kid, equally as hard to deal with, like equally difficult to manage. So you know we really make it through. We're we're getting there. Like I was editing last week's episode, and Nick here's heard the part where. You're talking about the little boy who's just like, I can't swim. Like, when are you taking us swimming? And I just imagine it being that where like kids are like, 
going swimming and then other kids are like sobbing about the swimming and you're like no one said we're going swimming like it was an anecdote you guys like it was just a little bit I'm just giving you some advice hot weather you should go for a swim that's what we do in a classroom we just make plans and joke like no one's taking you on a field trip I would have sent out a permission slip yeah literally they have no idea like what they're like well okay I guess I have to get in the pool I'm like oh no, but they just don't know what school is. So that's really fun <laughs> to teach children what school is. So are you doing like, are we into the lesson plans and like the workbooks and getting out the pencils? Or are we still just trying to like have routine and you stand here and this is how you get in a line? Like where, where are you at? Where are you at? With that? Yeah, we, we are, we are in the books. Like we, we have, we're moving ahead because really kindergarten, there is so much that they have to learn and it's always a little intimidating when they come in and like you're just like okay they have to read like by the end of the year and like some of you know they don't all even know their letters and um you know they don't know their letter sounds yeah so it is kind of like okay like we are needing to jump in because you guys need to get reading or um it's not good for any of us so we're busy we're really busy but it's fun and At this school, or it might just be all Colorado, I don't know, they have specials every day, which means I have planning every day, like during the day. And in Cruces, I only had it twice nice. a week, which was really Oh my tough. gosh. Yeah. Wow, what a so, change. Yeah. It's everything. Because three days a week last year, I mean, I had those kids all day. They did not have a break from me. Besides, I mean, our 40-minute lunch, but it goes by quick. And um, now yeah. it's like, okay, like they go to their other class I can like prep things and email and do all the things I used to be doing on my own time unpaid so that's really nice wow imagine that you guys just letting (laughs) teachers get paid to do work and giving them planning time amazing revolutionary are there any other changes you've seen working in Colorado versus New Mexico? Um I I don't know I feel like it might be a little too soon to tell I mean like everything's a little different but a lot is the same because it's just like it's public schools public schools are just going to get run by like public schools you know so and I actually Mm -hmm. like that like I like that there's a lot that's similar because I just feel like I know what I'm doing and I don't feel so lost so yeah it's all been good it's been fun so good but I want you to update us on your your classes that you're taking. Oh, yeah. I'm a little student, too. I'm a little kindergartner. Like, I am like, like, jumping I into school. Um, so I have been wanting to become a doula probably since, like, I was pregnant with Paxton and, like, just started learning and preparing, like, myself to have a baby. And I just, like, really fell in love with just this time of life that women go through and like the postpartum period and just empowering women and like advocating for women and like being that support person for them like just even like my friends who have had babies I've just like really enjoyed like encouraging them and like coming alongside them in that way and just being a listening ear to them and I finally was just like you know I'm gonna just do it like I photographed and filmed my friend um my friend's birth like a couple weeks ago and that was just like Mm -hmm. life-changing for me and I was just like 
this is like it's like all the things I love came together like I love capturing moments like I love film and like I've really fallen in love with photography this past year even though like I feel like I'm not very good and I have a lot to learn still um you've always been more of a filmmaker but and then it was like I already like am passionate about women and like bringing this new beautiful life into the world like however it has to happen and um so I was like I'm just gonna do it and so I just like a couple of days ago started on my doula certification so I'm going through a birth and bereavement doula certification so like if people were to have stillborns or mm, like experience that's, miscarriage yeah, that's amazing um because there have been people in my life who have gone through that and there just needs to be I mean it is rare but it happens and it's soul crushing and it's probably one of the hardest things a human could ever go through and so um just to be that support person and I realized even like going to my friend's birth like it I was very overwhelmed by the idea of doing doula work living where we live because we live so far from town but it really Mm. wasn't that bad like I was gone during the night and I like came home early in the morning got some sleep and then I could be home with the boys all day and it was like I Nick could still go to work like I could still work my normal job like you know and so it ended up being a very good balance with with just everything so that made me realize like maybe this is possible for me like I shouldn't just wait to start something I'm passionate about until we're in a new place and season of life. Like if this is a calling that God's put on my heart, like I'm just going to take the first step. And so I've learned so much already. Like I already thought I knew so much about this topic and just we're diving in deep, like all the things I'm like, and there's been some really hard topics with like the bereavement side of things, but I just feel like I'm learning so much. And I feel like a little student again, I'm like, Wow, if I would have had this attention span and motivation when I was in college, like unstoppable. Who's who's sending us to college at 18? Because I just didn't have the motivation and like I don't even know how to put it. Like, I guess more so towards like the end of my degree, I actually cared about what I was studying and like had motivation. Right. right. But I just like I'm in the mental space and maybe it's because my brain is fully matured because I'm past 25 I don't even know if that's real <laughs> growing <but> up <laughs> we're just gonna go with that I'm I'm an adult I'm a real adult now but I do I'm like what <laughs> what was I doing going to college so young like I had literally no I did not care about what I was studying at all but I guess this is just like a topic I care about so I'm like motivated yeah like no one's keeping so me cool. accountable like right no one would care if I like sat down and like took these tests and like studied you know but I right but it's been really good yeah that's so it's like a passion not a passion project but like a passion that you want to pursue and that's so cool yeah 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 I feel like a passion project is a good word for it and so I really just want to start out like very gently like just supporting people like and then I think I'm gonna like it's called a dual talk like a doula photographer and oh, so you get like okay. that and I just feel like it's a way of like you get to like be there and like emotionally support someone and like advocate for them and like 
encourage them but then you also get to like give them these really pretty photos of like this really special moment in their life and like for me I like don't really have any good photos of like when the boys were born and so I'm like I know I know what women want so I'm gonna make sure you get it (laughs) that's Um, so true oh I love that well I do have I feel like the, I don't even, I, it wasn't even that long ago that we recorded, but I do have a book recommendation that I'm almost done with. I saw, um, I actually saw a movie trailer for, because they're making this book into a movie and it's a piece of literary journalism. So it is nonfiction, but it's very, um, written like a mystery because it is a mystery, but you know, it gets solved. It kind of reminds me of in true blood. In, in Cold Blood, um, which okay. is also literary fiction. I, like, read that in high school. And, like, The Bling Ring, the book, which was also literary oh fiction. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, kind of similar vein. Um, the only literary, literary fiction I've ever read. But it's about the birth of the FBI in America, which came from the um, Osage County murders, which is, like, so fascinating because these indigenous people were obviously like put on this reservation I want to say in Oklahoma that could be wrong but they were the Osage people and they get put on this reservation because like the land is bad you know like that's how all the reservations were like the land was bad so the government just stuck them on these reservations but there was oil on their reservation so they quickly became some of the richest people in the country if not the world because I mean they they got head rights to all the oil. So they were like Mm -hmm. multi-millionaires on like these reservations or like this one specific reservation, I guess. And then um, they started dying like in mass. And then it quickly, like they quickly were like, no, they're getting murdered. Like someone's murdering them. And it was, it's like this whole thing. And like, there's all these twists and turns and this really happened. And this is why president Hoover created the FBI with like these little like undercover guys. It's so interesting. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon written by David Bran. And it's in October pending on the the acting strike because they're pushing back all the movies and stuff. But in October, the movie is supposed to come out and it's Leonardo DiCaprio and Lily Gladstone who are like two of the best actors of our generation, I think. So wait, killing on the... Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think you'd like it because it is literally true crime. (laughs) Yes. Which I was just listening to um, a crime junkie podcast today about an indigenous woman who went missing and they lived on the Blackfoot reservation in Montana. I hope I'm getting Mm -hmm. that right. Um. And it's like 1.8 million acres, the size of Delaware. And guess how many police officers they, like reservation police officers they have? Oh, I'm sure like 20. 15. Like imagine 15 people patrolling all of Delaware. And so like, yeah, just everything's like slipping through the cracks and like, people like submit tips and they'll like call months later to follow up on it and it's like oh we don't have any record of your tip and it's like such a significant sighting and they like Uh, don't do anything about it and I'm like 
So honestly, the fact that like we created a whole government agency, I mean, probably because it had to do with money and oil and power, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. So this author, so this author just like did research or like how, why did he decide to write this book? Like, is he, does he have any connection? He's just a journalist from what I can tell. I haven't finished it. I'm like three quarters of the way through, but I think he's just a journalist. And I think it was originally like published. Most of this book was published as like in some sort of a publication. And then he turned it into this like full length novel, but yeah, super, super good. And then, I mean, you know, I love a movie. So, and the movie got a 12 minute standing ovation at Cannes. So it's gotta be good. So it's going to like come to theaters. Mm hmm. Hopefully in October, but we'll see. Wait, so if it's already finished, why can't they put it in theaters? Um, Because during the actor strike, actors aren't allowed to do any promotion. So a lot of movies are getting pushed back because they wouldn't be able to do like red carpets or like interviews. You know how they go on like BuzzFeed or whatever, like they do like, (laughs) or like the New York Times, like they can't do that if they're SAG actra, AFTRA. So a lot of movies are getting pushed back. Wow. I know. And this is in what state do they live in? Okay, I can't remember. I said Oklahoma, but that could just be because Reservation Dogs takes place in Oklahoma. So, yeah, it is Osage Nation in Oklahoma. So, big, huge recommendation would recommend. Yeah, I think you would like it. I love that. Okay, so I guess if we think of anything else, we can include it at the end. But we want to just jump in. It is rush season, you guys. And that's kind of a hot topic for us that it's literally called rush because when we went through our sorority excuse me when we went through our sorority experience we weren't allowed to call it rush it was called recruitment recruitment and i think at state it still is recruitment i don't know why these big schools get to do rush i mean i don't even think we were able to say rush dg no i don't think so we said go Go, go DG. DG. You weren't allowed to say rush. The mm-hmm. fraternities could say rush. They could do whatever they wanted. That's the thing yeah, at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we have seen so many things. Um, so should we like go through sorority recruitment terms and like yeah, all of that? And then we can like kind of commentate on what we're seeing on Rush TikTok versus our own experience. And then Jordan can give a little behind the scenes inside scoop because I have never been on the other side of recruitment I've only gone through it because I went alum after my first year of being in a sorority but <laughs> but you have been a PNM and that's the important part <laughs> okay so PNM the first one PNM potential new member so yeah. potential new members are the right or the new way of saying a pledge right yeah. like you cannot say pledge <laughs> unless you're a fraternity basically everything we're saying it's just like ignore it because fraternities can absolutely do whatever they please because it's it's like kind of like a governing body it's the panhellenic is like the sorority governing body and then what's fraternity ifc and IFC. a fraternal council mm-hmm. so they have like their own little rules and then all together it's greek life and then yeah. there's like 
a little faculty member in charge of Greek life and you have like all these other people at the top. So we say potential new member. And Jordan, do you want to explain like the rules for like, okay, you start school. Yeah. Potential new members. What are we not allowed to do and whatever? Okay. So as a potential new member, you obviously sign up for recruitment. You could either do it in the summer. Like we signed up in the summer, I think, and paid. We had to pay like a small fee, I think. Or like once you get to school, all the sororities and fraternities are like, canvassing like they are like you know you go through recruitment go through rush if you're a fraternity member and so you sign up and you go to a little like orientation meeting ours were little I guess like we're all watching Alabama rush not a little meeting but for us very small and from then on if you know people who are in the sororities like we did because we went through recruitment as sophomores they cannot speak to you. And also like if they like live with you, they have to move out. So even if, even like if you're living with a random roommate and you're in a sorority and they decide they want to go through recruitment, you have to move out of your house. Like I did that my senior year. I had like a random roommate who was going through recruitment and I literally had to move out because you can't influence them once like the recruitment process starts. You can't say you know, come to be with us or whatever. So that's mm-hmm. a little crazy. And that fra- that's dirty rushing is when you meet with someone, like if you met with a girl over the summer, are you like, are even if you're like at a party and PNM show up, you're like supposed to leave. Like you're not supposed to even have PNMs at parties. They're not even allowed to follow you on Instagram. Yes. And you can't and follow them on Instagram or anything. Yeah, nothing. Like you're supposed to put your Instagram on private. It's a whole thing. So, yeah, so PNM, potential new member, once you do your little orientation, you start the recruitment process, which is kind of a beast, like no matter what um, side of it you're on, because ours wasn't that big. Like we're talking like 60 some girls in each sorority, four sororities Mm -hmm. or five. So we had Chi Omega, Delta Gamma, Delta Zeta, Zeta Tau Alpha, Alpha Z Delta. And Alpha, so Chi, Alpha Z Delta. Mm-hmm. I almost said. Um, Alpha Chi Omega. I don't know what I was going to. Yeah, I was going to say something. Yeah, probably that one. But those were our sororities. So I guess five. And then we also yeah. had like non-panelinic sororities. Like we had cultural sororities and. yeah, we have religious sororities? I don't think we had those. If we did. Like we had saw. Katie Kai. Yeah, right. Katie. I remember but, that. So anyway, just Panhellenic sororities do like the whole big recruitment process. And yeah, ours was small. I mean, when we say we paid a fee, I can't imagine we paid more than $25. No, I was literally thinking we probably paid $10. Like I'm thinking I paid $10. Yes. Like (laughs) with inflation, I don't know. (laughs) No, yeah. I'm like, please, if someone just went, if like we have a sister on who just joined, like, please let us know like what you paid to do the recruitment fee. But yeah, we actually met Heather at our orientation for recruitment. We like came in to this little like classroom or it's like a, you know, like one of the little, it's not, it's like like an auditor. What's it called? Yeah. The Taos auditorium or something like that. Mm -hmm. But um, and they just like gave us the rundown. And so the girls who were like in charge of recruitment, um, 
what are their names again? Ro Omega Kai, like it's like Ro Omega Kai's or something. Something. Ro Gamma Kai or <laughs> yes, I... Ro Gamma Kai. I think yeah, something RG... like that. It's yeah, but anyway, there's like girls from every sorority who like just volunteer to sign up. It's not like a paid position or anything. They just like volunteer. And they're kind of like they're like they disaffiliate from their sorority. Mm-hmm. They like cannot have any trace of what sorority they're in. Like they have to take it out of their bios. If like they can't wear any of like their sorority shirts walking around, like and they're just supposed to be like an unbiased support person for you when you're going through this process. And they're the ones who like tell you what to wear every day. Like you all get like kind of in a smaller group and like you get like one or two of them mm-hmm. and they like kind of help you through the process. And it's so fun to try to figure out like, okay, who belongs to what sorority? Yeah. You um, guess the whole time. Yes. And for us, I feel like we knew most of the people because we already had gone to college. Yeah, we were older. Like our first year. Yeah. So we were so like, we oh, did. we already met you. Right. So we kind of knew ours. Um, yeah. And that's like, that's, that's a hard job because you're disaffiliated. You can't see any of your sisters. Like you're not supposed to really do anything with them. And then you also are like the person who calls people if they get dropped, like from the process. So it's like, I never wanted to do that job. I never thought that would be fun. Um, But a lot of girls from our sorority did it. Like every year they always got picked to do it. Um, But yeah, so we got put in the same group, right? Which was amazing. Like, did we request it? Was no, Heather I don't think group? we could. No, Heather and Dory were not in our group. I remember that because we would like convene with Dory after. And so, yeah, that was like a miracle we were together. And you like become pals with like the girls in your group. You're like, who's going to end up where? And then you start yes. the days. And for every, like every recruitment has the same days. Just if you go to a bigger school, there might be multiple days of the same thing. But it's always right. sisterhood day, philanthropy day, preference night normally um, are like the three days of recruitment. And like every day you hope that you go back and you hope that you go back to the houses that want you. But you never know. Yeah, they always say trust the process. Trust the process. It's like speed dating, kind of. It is. And so I was trying to like find photos of us from each day, but I only had a photo of us on prep night, which we'll have to post it. No, yeah, that's but so this is what funny. we wore on prep night. But like, yeah, that's day not my one, best look, but <laughs> No, I love it. It's so classic. I loved your hair. Like it's your hair is like short, a little shorter than you have it now. It's straight and a little ombre. Yeah, throwback. That's um, and you're so tan. Like she really spent her summer in Arizona. True. Miss that. <laughs> Miss that tan. Okay. So day one, this is like at, at night, right? Like after classes, or did it start on a Saturday? Was it on the weekend? 
did it start on like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I don't yeah, remember. it's like a weekend situation. So it's more, I think it's like afternoon that we would go to sisterhood and philanthropy. Okay. So first day is super casual, like jeans and a t-shirt, but like mm-hmm. I, they tell you not to wear like shorts. Like you kind of still want to like dress yeah. together, but it's like casual. Mm-hmm. Um, And so you go around to every house on sisterhood day, right? Yeah. Everybody goes everywhere. And so, and it's like the shortest amount of time and you, we're going to talk more about this with like the other side of recruitment, like how organized and structured everything is like you think oh it's just like some girl came and grabbed me and then they take me to another girl to talk to but it is like we have never seen some college girls more organized and on top of it like they have like maybe there's like a couple adults helping y'all with this process but it's like yeah maybe these girlies (laughs) they got it together down to the minute yeah it's insane but yeah, when you're there, you're just thinking, oh, like this girl talked to me and then this girl talked to me and they all had talking, like they were talking to me about this and this, and they already knew this about me. And like, you yes. just have no idea because they do like, yes. you know, stuff about the girls that you're talking to and that's, and you yes. get matched up strategically. So do you remember who you got paired up with your first day at DG? Yes, but this is kind of tea because on my first day at DG, I was with the same girl the whole time because she like took me, remember they used to show us the house? Yes. And like I got showed the house and then like she never took me back until like it was over. And I think that's like what sold me. Yeah, because I really um, had a grand time with her. It was Jenny. (laughs) I love Jenny. She's just about to get married. Um, But yeah, wait, who did you talk to? So I got Reagan. I'm pretty sure I started out with Reagan. And I remember seeing the house. And I remember they were all wearing like candy cane shirts or like not candy cane, Candyland shirts. Like they all had a different color t-shirt on, Mm -hmm. like orange, pink, blue, yellow. And they all had white Delta Gamma letters on their shirt and they were all wearing white pants. Yes. And um, I remember like you walk in. Did they sing us a song when we walked in? Or is that just pref night that they sing to us? I think that you sing when you leave on day one and two. Okay. Like more of a clappy song. Okay. So we just like lined up and walked in. This might have all been a fever dream. I don't even remember if I'm remembering this right. No, you're and... right. right. <laughs> Everything did feel just like a little bit robotic. But mm-hmm. everyone was so nice like you could tell the people you were talking to like were genuine and like interested in you but like it did feel like now I'm going to walk and grab your arm and then we're gonna go here and I'm gonna introduce you to you or introduce myself yeah and so I talked to Reagan and like she showed me a room and then I think we went to like the living room and maybe I got like introduced to someone else Mm. but yeah that's my only remembrance of day one of like, I don't even remember what they talked about with Sisterhood Day. I think just like, oh, we live in this house and this is one of the rooms. Yeah. And they're like, we won Greek O or something. You know, like they, they've, you were supposed to say like all the like mm-hmm. good stuff about your sorority. And then so we oh, went yeah. to all the houses um, and we had a grand old time, I feel like, at all the houses. Like I, 
I liked it. And then you go back to your little group at the end of the night and you create a list and you rank your houses from one to five because you, yeah, I mean, there's some houses that you want to go to more than other houses the next day. And the houses are ranking everybody based on who they want. So it's a mutual selection. So you're hoping that you're ranked high enough by them that you go back and they're hoping that you ranked them high enough to come back. Um, but yeah, so we ranked our little houses one through five. And then, I mean, we got, we got all the houses we wanted, right? Day two, like, I yeah. Yeah. So what house did you drop after day one? Are we, should we even say that? Or is that tea? Is that rude of us to say? I, I mean, we're literally 26 year old. No, adults. I'm like, we are like, 26. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm and honestly, like, love to all the sororities. Like, I was Panhellenic delegate. Like, I loved yes. all the sororities. Like, but you, have, but you have to drop someone. Like, you know. Yeah, and you have to realize we're 20. Like, what am I making this decision off of? Like, it's a 10-minute conversation. I knew I wanted to be a DG from the second I started. Like, and that's what you wanted too, right? Like, was it? Oh, I didn't know. I had no... Yeah. Um, I really actually thought I would go somewhere else, but I'm like, maybe we should have defined the term legacy, <laughs> but at the end, at the end. Um, oh, no. Yes. Let's talk about that. So Jordan is a legacy. Yeah. Well, so Tell the us. term legacy refers to if you have like an immediate family member who was in a sorority. So I was a double legacy because my grandma was a Cayo at New Mexico state. And then my mom was a Delta Zeta at New Mexico state. So legacies have an easier time get, keep getting those particular sororities. Like those sororities are always going to rank them higher. And if they don't rank them high, I think they actually have to like reach out to the girl. And like, it's like a whole thing. Like you can't really just drop a legacy. Mm. Um, at least this is how it used to be without there being like a big um, cause. So so yeah, I had that going in. Um, I thought maybe I would go one of those for sure, but mm-hmm. I think I only I think I dropped AZD honestly after night one. Um, I think after night one, I also dropped AZD. I think we b- both did drop AZD the first yeah. night. No offense. <laughs> no, I'm like I literally love literally one of no our best friends is there. <laughs> No, we literally, it's fine, but we did. <laughs> um, No, I actually ended up being friends with a lot of AZDs where I'm like, why didn't I meet you night one? Like, I love you so much. Um, right. Um, so yeah, day two was philanthropy day. So a philanthropy is like a nonprofit organization that a sorority just rallies behind and supports. And that's what they like do all of their fundraising events around throughout the year. Like mm-hmm. they'll do multiple fundraising events throughout the year and that's what they support. Um, so Delta Gamma's is service for sight. Um, mm-hmm. And what was the other one? Um, Who, uh, joining forces. Joining forces. And then we went to Kyle Omega and that was make a wish. Great mm-hmm great philanthropy honestly 
Yeah, no, so good. Love their so their um philanthropy, and we went to Zeta, and there's his like think pink breast cancer awareness right yes they came up with their own philanthropy it's called think pink but essentially it's just raising money for breast cancer support yeah. and awareness and a cure also a great and one. yes i love that they came up with their own philanthropy and then we went to delta zeta which um is it hearing it's i think hearing so loss? I want to say it's something like that. It's been a while. I just remember they did. Yes. I I just remember. We'll have to ask Lucy. We'll yeah. have to ask Lucy about that. Um, I just remember during the year they did hot dogs for hearing. Yes. Yes. 100%. Um, no, love those hot dogs. Love that event. So <laughs> philanthropy night, fun. You're there a little longer. And then normally you see new girls but the girl, you know, that you talk to night one, like if you if you really liked a girl, like she'll check in on you. Um, and mm. that's very strategic. So yeah, we had a great, I mean, I I liked philanthropy night too. I felt like it was fun. I I met I was with Ellie DePaula. Um now, wait, that's her maiden name. <laughs> She's now married, but Angel. And then I think I talked to Danielle and um Chloe was the president Mm. so that was wild yeah I remember talking to I got Shawnee um which she's about to get married to all these girlies are getting married but of course it's always I'm so fun talking to Shawnee she's like the sweetest most bubbly person ever (laughs) and yeah I think I talked to Chloe who was the president at the time really briefly and dang it's just so crazy to like talk about this and then like think of where all these women are today and it's like I know oh, I just had, like her second baby and like just so cute um and you dress a little nicer for philanthropy yeah, day like, like I remember I wore dress. like yes I think I wore like a high low skirt remember the high low skirts oh, yes 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 those were I can picture your outfit now and 2016 <laughs> um yes and you have to drop one more house that night or is it two because you only have to drop two because you can yeah you're only allowed to prep two so we which i can't even imagine going to a sorority that has like 10 houses like going to a college with 10 sororities like no you really gotta narrow that down yeah like alabama rush i'm like what what are they up to i don't get it because it was hard enough for us to drop two like i literally was not sure what to do um, so that night we both dropped Chi Omega and Zeta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then shocking, we prepped Delta Zeta and Delta Gamma, which I did not think I would prep Delta Zeta, but there was just I loved their house. Their house mm-hmm. was so cute. I just got paired up with really sweet girls and I talked to like really sweet girls. I really liked their philanthropy and I, I was just like, excuse me, am I about to go Delta Zeta? Like, yeah, what? they were so nice. Like they had us. They really had us. Um, And we were lucky because we got, we prepped both of the houses we wanted to prep, which love that for yeah. us. Um, 
but yeah, and pref is you are only with one girl. So you get paired with one girl and that girl has been trained to get you. Like they want you so bad by pref. Yeah, they are selling you. Like you they are so prepared to get you to be a delta gamma. There's all these rules on what you can and cannot say, but they they by that time if you've made it to pref that's already once you there and if you put them as number one you'll probably get them unless you really biff it but um yeah so it's the same girl unless you say <laughs> something you, weird unless you really say something odd you will probably go that um if you put them as number one and we got to eat the brownie yes they gave us some dessert which they i us, can't even imagine yeah. what you're you're getting at alabama like what um, did that <laughs> One, I, I want to know their entrance fee, and I want to know yeah. what they eat on prep night. Because it's probably better than our brownie. But somebody did write our names with frosting, and I was like, this is really cool. Wow. And <laughs> um, part of, like, the little ceremony of prep night is you get a lay. You get, like, yes, a fresh and there's, lay. like, singers who are, like, the best singers in the sorority. Um and yeah, I mean, we can't give too much away, but it's really special. Oh, and am you I feel literally better. not allowed to say the lay thing? No, you can, because huh? you walk out of there with that lay. Remember? I thought you're or not no, allowed to leave with anything. You don't, but they <gasps> give it to you. On They give oh you God, a do lay. Do we have to cut that? No, 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 because they, <laughs> they're like, like... Are we going to let out the secrets? <laughs> no, like, we can't say anything else, but no, because you get a lay, like, yeah. during, right? Like... Yes. Okay. That's one of the rules is they're not allowed to give you anything. So you can't leave the house with anything. Yeah. Not even like your brownie scraps. Yeah. They're like, finish that brownie. (laughs) Like put that brownie in your mouth. Like you cannot take it to go. Um, which I do not eat when I'm nervous or like talking to people. So I'm sure I probably had one bite of that brownie. Um, and you have to give your lay back like before you leave the house like you can wear it when you're hanging out there um and I'm pretty sure Meredith and Natalie prepped me and those were like my roomies my sweet friends like and they both went DG our freshman year and I didn't join a sorority my freshman year but like I you know like always hung out with them still obviously like we're friends and um, I would go to like like all the little DG things with them. I think I went to formal with Meredith or something one time. Like, so they were like my DG girlies. I loved them so much, and that's like part of the reason I wanted to be a DG because, yeah, they were home. They just had the best time, and they were so sweet. Um, my my homies. Um, who prepped you, Jenny? Oh, okay, cute. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, DZ's was really sweet too. I think we had like cream puffs. I remember a cream yeah. puff pop or like a little variety of pastries. Mm-hmm. I remember it being very dark in the house. Like the mood was set. Like it was very serious yes. and like and um, people like kind of cry because it's like the seniors get emotional and it's like a very like special thing for the girls that are already in there so for but it's kind of odd if you're a PM because you're like okay like I'm just trying to you know I'm just trying to get yeah 
Yeah, you're like, I, how can like being affiliated with an organization make you so emotional? But you realize in that moment, like, these friendships are so real. And like, this is yeah. the thing, like, people are calling home when they're away at college. And it's just like where their community comes from. And like, these women have helped them through like such hard times and like good times. And um, just like, yeah, that like sisterhood of like bonding and like sharing those moments together. It's really special for people. And, and um, you get to just like kind of see more of like the bond that they have with each other. And I feel like that's how a lot of people make their decision after prep night is like you really see like, okay, who do I want to spend a lot of my time with? Who can I see like fitting in with? Like who are the type of like women I want to be around like what is their friendship like um and I feel like that's how a lot of people make their decision and then you go back and you go do you go in like a little room by yourself and like just write down like you just literally write one and two yeah I don't remember if we went in a room by ourselves but we definitely did one and two maybe we were by ourselves for that because I don't really want you to talk about it and except for for your little like Rokai um but yeah we got to write our our number one and we both wrote Delta Gamma meant to be we did and people talk for a long time like I feel like we both went back and we were like okay like this is what we're choosing yeah some people we left and people were still sitting around like crying they were so stressed because it is like Like, a big decision friends were stressed yeah, it's mm-hmm. like well, what you're gonna do the next four or three years of your life. Yeah, literally. So then you leave, and bid day is normally I think on a Monday, um, or a Tuesday or something, and you don't know until you like have to come back at a certain time, and then you can open your bid, and um, your bid says like who offered you. I'm like, wait, I'm gonna cry. I have my, I still have my little bid thing. Um, and you accept it or decline it and then like you bid day is like a big party so like all the sororities are out there and you run home to your sorority and like for us they had like anchors with our names on them and like you run you normally run home to whoever talked to you on pref like because you're their rush crush Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. so I ran home to Jenny did you run home to Mare? I think so. Like maybe Meredith and Natalie, like a little, yeah, embrace. Um, I feel like I also like hugged Reagan, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you get like a little shirt because every house has a theme on their bid day, and that's like I feel like when you think of a sorority, that's like the quintessential sorority day that you think of is bid day, and so they already like have a shirt ready for you of like the theme. Ours was america red white and blue yeah i don't know what the theme uh, like they i know they had they had to have some catchy theme like red white and blue dg chooses you i you know it's something yeah, like that something like, cute yeah it's a cute little saying and um so yeah we had like little tie-dye shirts like red and blue shirts those were cute and oh we they had like paint for us yes like dg always does the little sailor hats um and 
it was um, so... they like have little cute face paint for you to like paint yeah. your face and then you get to run out to your sorority and then you go home like you go back to the house or wherever they are and you have like a little moment like we had food and it was so fun yeah you take all your pictures yes yes and you so get your lay back yeah or you get a lay or something i don't remember but we definitely got i don't like <laughs> it's like this is the exact lay that you wore two nights ago we're like oh <laughs> yeah no it was and that's like the best part that's the best part if you're a pnm or if you're a active member that's like actively recruiting because then it's over like you don't have to do it anymore <laughs> yeah and then, um all the row gammas like they also put on their shirts so you're like all in a room together and everyone's putting on their shirts and so then you see like the people who have like been helping you all week then they put on their shirts and then it's kind of like a little sneak peek and you're like oh, you're a delta yeah. gamma like so am i like i didn't even know like now we're in the same sorority together and it's just really cute and um i feel like people might ask this but there's like no drinking on bid day oh yeah <laughs> like at least you're not supposed to <laughs> what what happens we don't know but <laughs> What happens, we do not know. But, like, it's not like you go back to, like, a rager. Whereas, like, for the fraternities, no. they definitely are going back to, like, a house party. Like, for the for girlies, sure. you know, it's like, we really did just, like, eat cake. And, like, I yeah, think we all stood pictures. in a circle. Yeah, yeah we, like, did, like, little meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. it's not, like, like, when we say it's a party, like, we're talking just, like, a little sweet innocent party <laughs> you know it's not like and the minute you, know, you get back crazy. like on bid day you're like immediately like who will be my big like you're on the hunt <laughs> yes <Like>. yes <laughs> um um yeah but so that's kind of how it goes as a pnm so like if you're going through recruitment and thankfully Marin and i did that together so that was fun super fun yeah that was so special and I really didn't think we would end up in the same sorority like going into it or even yeah. like we met Heather night one and we're like we don't know where Heather's gonna like we just met her and like we got yeah. to know her during recruitment and like we all ended up in the same sorority and um you get like a new member class mm -hmm. and um like that's everyone like who joined with you at the same time and so, like, you kind of have, like, this special bond with everyone, too. And, yeah, that was really special for us to be in the same sorority. It was so fun. So fun to be sisters. Love it. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> um. Okay, so do you want to talk about the other side of it? Like, I was there kind of for the end of the year. Like, we they start training for recruitment, like, in the spring. No, literally. The year before. And yeah. you learn a lot. But... You really do. There's kind of like three tracks you can go on for recruitment. Like you can either be like in charge, quote unquote, of recruitment and be like the people who are like making the big decisions, like planning what we're going to wear, like just making the big moves like that's VP of mm -hmm. membership or something. I don't, or maybe it's just VP of recruitment. I don't know. Um, or okay. 
you're just a recruiter. Um, and this is like tea, but I think every sorority does this. You, if you're a recruiter, you're ranked by how good of a recruiter you are based on like your personality and other factors. <laughs> um, and you're not supposed to know your ranking, but everyone did. <laughs> so T or you can be like matching crew also known as like the basement girls and like those girls like don't actively recruit and they like are in charge of basically like crunching the data and like figuring out who is going to come back and who's not based on like the percentages or whatever and um my introverted self was always trying to get on matching crew I was practically begging every year to be on matching crew I did not want to actively recruit I just wasn't for me um and I was always denied so I always was on the floor recruiting which... they're like no you're our best recruiter you're actually ranked number one like you're literally <laughs> VP of something what were you VP of VP of VP panelinic they're like you literally have a job here like you have no they're to like go. you're on exec I'm like oh <laughs> Um, day two, I, I, like, am I really? Fully, yeah. Day two, I like fully had to make a speech like at every party. I was like, this is exactly like what I didn't want to do, but cool, cool, cool. But no, I was oh not gosh. our top but recruiter. But I would give, I would give to literally go to the DG house as a potential new member and see you standing at the front giving a speech. I'd be like, I'm obsessed. Like, please put me in. I, I should have just like gone, like can't alum go. Like, should we just think, go? Yes. I went when I, my first year being an alum and made the brownies. I literally made the brownies for a pref. Jordan next year. They're like, I'm like, I'm on the composite. Like send me in, please. No, I'm like, like look I at me the right there. <laughs> I can say any of the little oaths, whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> I was not ranked high, but I was, I guess, ranked. So they were like, you're you're going to recruit. So within recruitment, you get put into like a bump group, they call it. And so when you're a cute little PNM and you're walking in the house, like you'll be talking to someone and then someone else will like appear like over their shoulder. And that girl will be like... <laughs> The girl that you're talking to will be like, oh, you know, Marin, this is my friend, Jordan. Jordan's going to talk to you about Greek Olympics. And then, you know, it's so nice to meet you. And then they leave and you bump your way into the conversation. You're like, hey. Um, And like everyone's bumping throughout the party. Ideally, like you have parties off or like times off, but my senior year that didn't happen we recruited the whole time every time just because of how that it was set up but I do think that my junior year we had like times to rest maybe so yeah you're bumped and you like know your bump group you literally have it down to like the time and like you know what the girl's gonna say when you like step in um which is like petrifying to me. Like I always was like, I don't want to bump. Like I'm so scared to be a little bumper. But what they give you is like a little cheat sheet on the girl. And so you've been matched to that girl for something. So like I was always talking to like the education majors, like dancers. Mm -hmm. I talked to a lot of theater kids, like um, like Christians, like anything that they knew about me, they were like that we're going to match you with this other person. So mm -hmm. 
And like, you know, like it doesn't feel that awkward. Like the bumping, like it feels no. like so natural. Yes, it is. They, It's a lot of training, I'm sure. And, but it, it doesn't feel weird. It's like, okay, yeah, like you're introducing me to another person, but it, it doesn't feel fake at all. Like, I mean, they genuinely are like getting to know you. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so basically you're just talk to the girls day one and day two. I mean, I'm like, I can't reveal too much, but at the end of the night, every night you figure out, like you get the rankings, like who ranked us as number one. And I mean, not to brag and it literally doesn't matter because we are full grown adults, but we always had the best retention rate. We always had like close to a hundred percent of girls that wanted to come back. And then like a very high percentage of girls that would rank us as number one. And we were just known for doing that probably because of how hard we freaking train to do this. So you have to cut girls like based on whatever, like maybe they didn't, they ranked you low or whatever. So thankfully and you have to cut people because talk about like why you have to cut people. Like it's not a mean malicious, like, Oh, we don't like her. Like you literally can only accept a certain amount. Like they don't want everyone to join a certain sorority. Like you have to spread the wealth. Like you you have have a number there. You have a number that your sorority can accept. And because overall we had a good retention rate, our number would always be a little bit lower. Um, And so that's just like the name of the game. Like not everyone can go to the same sorority. Yeah. Like you said, there's five sororities. You kind of, you have to Put you have to put girls where you think they're gonna fit. And mm-hmm. um so, but it's hard. It's so hard. And there's always girls that there's like a lot of discussion about. And I never was envious of the exact team that did recruitment or the matching crew, honestly, because it is hard. Um mm-hmm. but then yeah, you go back the next day and we would have speeches. My my junior, I gave a little speech and we talked about philanthropy, and then again, you're recruiting. And the whole time, like, you know who you love and especially like your first year recruiting, you're like, I'm here to get a little, like, I am looking for my little right now and I'm going to have a rush crush. And, um, like the rush crush is just somebody that you talk to the whole time. And then, yeah, you go to pref and pref is very, it's high pressure because you really want the girls that you prep to go DG. Um, and if they do, you get, you're like higher on the list of how good you are at recruiting because that's like the best case scenario. So very mm. stressful. It's like a 45 minute conversation, just you and the girl eating the brownie. People don't really bump in. Um, shout out to Kimmy and Paige who I prepped my first year they were both my rush crushes. And then my senior year, I don't, I, I know that I talked to Brooke, but I don't remember who else I craft my senior year, but anyways, very stressful. And you are just working so hard this whole time because it really is like run by this like small group of 19 through 21 year old women who are like trying to make it work. And there's like literally one adult, yeah. like one full grown adult who's like, trying to (laughs) get it together um but we did it every year and like every year on bid day you're like thank gosh that I never have to do that again because it's so hard and like you don't sleep and 
yeah, it's tough, but we did it every year. Looking back on it, it's like looking at like our summer staff girlies who I know are doing recruitment right now. I'm like, you were so sweet and you're like 21 fresh out the world and you're like making these decisions and like it's so adult and it's just like literally 22 year old girls out here like running an organization it's so cute I love it love it so much it's truly so funny and I loved I went my year the first year after I graduated because um like somebody asked me if I would bake the brownies and I was like sure so then I just was there and um like I watched the ceremony because there's like a little ceremony and it was me and Mackenzie and Mackenzie was doing the icing writing of their names on the plates and I think Raquel was there too maybe like it was just like these random girls and I was like dang this is like a machine and you fight and you're crying and people that you want get cut and you like this you have the same rush crush as someone else and you both want to hang that hold their anchor and it's literally a mess but then it's like so silly and funny and at the end you're like I love everyone like go bid day like I love being a Delta Gamma so yeah so it's been great like when I see the like rush Alabama rush TikToks I'm like it brings back such visceral memories. I'm like, wow, that's a machine. Like, it was a machine on, on our scale. Like, because we went to a tiny D1 school. I can't even imagine these Southern schools. Right. And it's such higher stakes for them because it's so, it's so much more money to do these things. And, like, it's so much more of, like, a social status. I mean, for mm-hmm. at the school we went to, it was, like, I think really only Greek life people cared what sorority you were with. Yeah. Like if you weren't in Greek life, no one cared like at all. No. Like I, I remember wearing like, cause it's after bid day, like the next day, like everyone wears like their letters around and yeah. um, like, you know, people are like, Oh, like the guys, like the frat guys are like, Oh, you're a Delta Gamma. Like, and you're like, you're, yeah, you're like, hey. <laughs> like you have assumed so much about my personality just because I'm wearing these two letters like I'm cool and yeah so it's funny. so cute but like literally if they're not in Greek life everyone's like oh, the sorority girls in my class you know but right oh my literally. gosh college is so silly no it's um, so silly I remember Lambda Kai came to our bid day though like our bid day after party like when we were all in the corner like they're like send the guys over they're yeah like, let everyone get to know the new members they're like open the open the open the um joining gate and let them over we literally shared a gate with them like oh. they're like just unlock it they can come no that that was a little bit of like um, um programming they're like we want Lambda Kai to be number one for these girls so we're gonna let them in <laughs> No, I feel like that's That's recruitment. It, um, I'm like to any young girlies going through, truly, this is like, sounds insane, but trust the process. I do think it always works out the way it's supposed to, because it is like hyper calculated, like everything that happens. And it is a numbers game at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're going to end up where you're supposed to end up. And we did. Right. Like there's 
there's absolutely no way that you're going to end up somewhere where you're not going to get along with everyone. Like you're going to make friends wherever you go. You're going to have people in your same major who like you can mm-hmm. study with. And um, like literally that's just, yeah. Like, and even if you don't end up in the same sorority as your bestie, you're still going to see them. Like we had so many close friends in other sororities. Like uh, our um, best friends were yeah, in like, other sororities. <laughs> Yeah. And like, even like just the fact that you're in Greek life and like you've chosen to like just go about college and like be involved in this organization, you're going to make friends like throughout Panhellenic. And I know so many people pay for my friends. Like, one, I mean, I think we literally pay dollars a month, but it's like with any club you're in, like, literally, I think even like, when I did DECA in high school, which is like a business club, like we had member dues, like even, yeah, I don't know, like, I feel like literally everything, like to be a freaking patron on a Patreon, you're paying. So, I mean, and you really? get stuff from it. It's not like you just pay just to pay, like you get like your shirts, like you get little events, you get dinner Meals, like once a month yeah. on like your Monday night meetings, like you get like sisterhood trips, like it's not like you're just paying just to, like, fuel a machine of, like, profit or yeah. anything like that. Like, it's it goes back to you and, like, stuff you guys do sure. together. It's just, like, a really great way to get to know people. I recommend people go through – like, we went through sophomore year. I think if I could redo it, I, like, would have just gone through freshman year. I feel like mm. I had this perception of, like, I'm just going to, like, be defined as, like, a sorority girl if I go through freshman year and, like – I want to like make friends outside of it. Like you can absolutely make friends outside of being in a sorority and like 1000%. If anything, yeah. it's just going to help you like get to know new people. And so, yeah, for sure. And like, it is even now, like we've, I've been seeing our sorority sisters more because there's like a bunch of them that live in Colorado and it's like, dang, like we'll always have that. Even like Alana's who I live with, my she was my big and she drove Miranda and I home on bid day like I had never met her before and now like at 26 years old I'm living with her like you really do meet people that become so important to you and to me it was worth it a thousand percent what a paid again yeah (laughs) what a paid the 25 dollars any day any day do we pay our (laughs) alumni dues absolutely i do i have not (laughs) paid my alumni dues (laughs) no that's our personality though like they sent me the letter and i was like okay i have no choice (laughs) i'm gonna follow the rules and i'm gonna be like no one's gonna find out if i do have a daughter i decided if i have a daughter i'm gonna start paying because i want her to be a dg and i to pay so they i can't imagine or my legacy yeah I used to think my mom because my mom was kind of pissed that I didn't go Delta Zeta because that's obviously like her sorority and she was the president of Delta Zeta at the school that I went to so it was like like I think everyone was like you're gonna be a DZ and like literally it, proposed to her my my dad proposed to my mom at the Delta Zeta house at NMSU which like that's that is T that I didn't go Delta Zeta. Um, and I was always like, it's Lucy, still like, you're... standing the same house. 
It is. No, when we were at recruitment, we were in the room that my dad proposed to my mom in. Like, it was a whole thing. Um, and, and I always was like, Lucy, you're so dramatic. Like, I like, why would you care? And now I'm like, if I ever had a daughter and she didn't go DG, like, I disowned. I'm like, I went through all that for you to be a legacy. Um, No, you can't say that. Oh, we have cut to that, cut that, cut that, cut <laughs> that. Cut it. Jordan, you better cut it. I'm going to have to put a bleep. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Just a little, no, you should bleep it. That would be so funny. Just bleep. Okay, well, we love you and DG forever. Amen. Good night. Yeah, bye. <laughs>